You're listening to Maybe You're Like Me, the transparent musings of a God girl chasing after her purpose. Maybe You're Like Me is a podcast for dreamers and doers who take life's lessons and level up to look more like Christ. We'll connect through super relatable stories, growing pains, and aha moments that most of us share, just not always out loud. I'm your host, Alicia Watson, creative entrepreneur, playwright, author, wife, mother, daughter of the king, and so much more. And I can't help but to think that maybe you're like me. Hey, hey, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Maybe You're Like Me. Happy Monday. I hope you're all doing well. Um, Me, I'm doing even better than last week. Can you imagine? Let's imagine. It's wonderful. Um, There's really something about spring that refreshes me, that renews my perspective, that just Ooh, child, it just gives me just all the hope, all the butterflies, all the good feelings. I just, I love it. Um, I'm excited about things again. There are so many things to be excited about in my life right now. (laughs) I am so happy. God has answered so many prayers for so many people that I've been praying for, for years. Um, Just things that I've just been very zealous in prayer and hopeful for and he is just really coming through for me and for people that I love and people that have asked me to pray for them and I'm just I'm thankful um I'm thankful for my family I'm thankful for my friends I'm thankful for my health um for my marriage and my husband we've grown (laughs) through some tough times but we've grown by leaps and bounds and I'm excited about the future for us I'm thankful for my beautiful children. I was explaining to one of my friends the other day, um, you know, because sometimes people will give me this, I don't know how you do it all kind of talk. And I'm like, I don't, (laughs) I don't do anything. Like I lay in the bed sometimes and my kids get up and they do their routine without me. They're reading devotionals and doing workouts while I'm still in the bed, getting themselves ready for school. I just have such beautiful, amazing children. I know I have a part of that, you know, a part in creating structure for them, but They don't require a lot of maintenance and require a lot of like oversight to get things done. And I'm just really thankful for that. Um, I'm firing up my businesses again. Um, They're not on all cylinders, but I'm excited about what's going to happen in the future with them. Um, I took a very much needed mental break and just worked on things behind the scenes and it was necessary. I feel so much more optimistic and clear about the direction that we're going with these things and just I'm feeling good oh there's other things there's other things there's big things that I don't want to share just yet but I am really 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 excited about what's coming up for me and my family you know as I reflect though I am so thankful for the people who are always there for me through you know my ups and my downs those people that are closest to me especially when I'm not feeling my best, when I don't have a ton to offer them. Um, Those people that are close enough to see when I'm not feeling my best or to pay attention to it and to inquire about it and also offer their support, their solutions, anything that they can do to help me get back or get to a different space of just healing and wholeness. And I'm thankful for those people. Like a lot of you, I was watching the Oprah interview with Megan and Harry last night. And I was reminded of how much community and a strong village is necessary for all of our seasons of life, not just when we're winning and not just when we are 
in agreement with what everybody else is doing. But during those times, those seasons, when you start to question things, when you start to face opposition and face obstacles from different directions that you were not expecting that hit you in ways that you were not prepared for and take you to places that you did not think that you would go to depths that you would not think that you could reach. Having people around to recognize that and support you is so important. You know, it makes me feel really blessed to have people around me who know me well enough to know when I'm not at my peak and can hold my arms up or go to the Lord on my behalf. I felt so much for Megan and the lack of support that she received. I imagine how small it must have made her feel to be walking into this new situation with so many like hopes and excitement for the future. But then to turn around and to be made to feel that basically whatever she was feeling she just needed to deal with because you know <laughs> that's how things were or other people had experienced it before and it's just how it is this is just how it is you know it was really messed up to put an institution a way of life before a person's well-being i'm just that's just something that i don't really like rock with and i know i don't always get it right so please believe if i'm not standing in judgment of anybody because i can't judge anybody but one thing it makes me is grateful you know, because I always talk about my empathy, but I'm grateful that one of my giftings is to be able to feel people and to react when I feel people. I know that when I'm sensitive to people and the promptings of the Holy Spirit through small acts of kindness or large acts of kindness and displays of love, I, in my humanity, can still help to point people to the hope that we have in Christ. So maybe you're like me and you know, compassion goes a long way. This made me think of an experience from about a year or two ago that touched me so much that I had to write it down. I dug it up to share with you today in the form of a story time. Like to hear it? Here it go. It was one of those days. I was late to every single thing from dropping the kids off at school to an important meeting and even missing a project deadline. I was definitely off my A game, felt every bit like it and it reflected in my attitude. The day was terrible enough to make me want to just wave a white flag, put on pajamas, and just try again tomorrow. Unfortunately for me, for some strange reason, my family likes to eat dinner every single day. So a meltdown was off the table. And of course, I had nothing to put on the table, so off to the store I went. Rushing to the store like a maniac, Pinterest app locked in on the same recipe that looked the simplest, I gathered my supplies. I had to get it done quickly so that I could meet the school bus. I was so focused, I had realized how crowded the store had gotten. The lines, all two of them, were in the aisles by the time I finished. It was a race against the clock because if that bus arrived and I wasn't there to receive him, my son would be taken back to the school. On top of the day that I was having, I did not need the mom guilt with the side eye of teacher principal judgment added to it. So there I was, power walking, looking into carts and judging the cart to conveyor speed of the customers, trying to figure out which line would get me out of there the fastest. Once I found it, I stood, fidgeting anxiously, shifting my weight from one foot to the other, sighing heavily and wishing the cashier would hurry up. And then I saw them. A man, probably no more than 30, was pushing a woman in a wheelchair. She was probably no more than 55, 60. I assumed it was his mother. She was frail. She was delicate looking. I knew in an instant that she was sick, very sick, and in my mind, possibly dying. 
My mood immediately changed. As they approach, I offer for them to go ahead of me. They both thank me and accept it. My situation hadn't changed. My day was still whack and I was still in a race against the bus, but I offered because in that moment I saw someone other than myself and I saw a struggle other than my own. In the midst of this terrible day of mine, I was still able to be gracious. As I stood in line behind them, I questioned my reasoning and concluded that I did what I did because I thought that she was dying, frankly. I figured that she had more things she wanted to do with her time than spend in line at that store. I wanted to do what I could to make her more comfortable, and I did. They smiled and thanked me jovially as they walked out of the store, and I smiled back, feeling the joy you feel when you've done something nice for someone. While standing in that line, though, something rather obvious yet important occurred to me. We are all dying. We just don't know when. Wouldn't it be wonderful if our daily interactions with one another were influenced by that thought? Instead of solely focusing on our own feelings and needs, wouldn't there be such infectious and contagious warm fuzzies if we showed the same grace and compassion and courtesy with everyone we encounter? Because nobody's perfect and no one's life is perfect. I've been working on staying aware of and sensitive to other people's circumstances so that I am able to practice being gracious and compassionate in my business and in my personal life. If I can help it, I would rather be one who takes away someone's misery than to add to it. An added benefit is that it brings me peace too. So what makes it work? I attribute it to three characteristics. Number one being empathy. Being able to understand and feel what others feel is an amazing gift. It not only makes you a more compassionate person, but it creates a sense of community within you. When you're going through something, you tend to hone in on that thing, worry about it and obsess over it to the point where you may unintentionally isolate yourself from the reality of the world around you. When you're able to see someone else's struggle, you can snap out of it, zoom out and broaden your point of view to realize that you are not the only one struggling, but that together, we can possibly tackle our circumstances and bear each other's burdens. Today, call up someone whom you know is struggling with something, whether it's health or marriage, their wayward children, career issues, etc., and just check on him or her. Serve that person with a cheerful heart and watch how difficult it is to be preoccupied with your own issues during that time. The second thing is gratitude. It's nearly impossible to be discontented and grateful at the same time. If you find yourself dissatisfied with anything you've deemed a blessing in the past, I encourage you to rip out a pen and paper and literally count your blessings. It sounds so cliche. I know we're told to do this all the time. I know, but I have to do this a few times a year because this simple exercise keeps me grounded. It's a reminder of all the prayers that have been answered and disasters that have been avoided. It reveals to me that the things that I am not content with now were the very things I prayed and praised for before. They're not even really the source of my sour attitude, but that there's a deeper rooted issue or insecurity that I have to work through. One thing that I'm doing right now is keeping a little calendar notebook on my bedside table so that at night I can write down three things that I am grateful for, for that day. And it is really helpful to really just sit and reflect on your day and find those three things. And there is always even more things that I can think of once I actually start the exercise. So I encourage you to try something like that. When you practice gratitude, it really does change your perspective on life. And um, the third thing is perspective. Are you a glass half empty or half full type of person? 
You know, how you view the world really does determine how you view others and how you view yourself. I like to think that I'm very optimistic, but I'm also very human. So I'm not 100% optimistic 100% of the time. I've learned that unfavorable circumstances will always arise in life, but I also know that how I respond to those things is a choice. You have power and the ability to give that power away. For example, I am an extreme petty betty when driving and I'm not proud of it. My kids are like horrified <laughs> when my insults come out because <laughs> they kind of do. But I know I'm not the only one. Have you ever noticed how me first driving is? Like, oh, you want to get over? I don't think so. Did you just cut me off? You, you know, cuss words and insults. Oh, this lane is ending. I'll just drive on the shoulder and merge in front of all these people who got over when they were supposed to. Oh. Drivers are the worst. And it's just like, these could be the nicest people in any other circumstance. But when they're driving, it's just such a selfish endeavor. Like I'm trying to get to where I'm going and nobody can stop me. And I'm not above it. My road rage is something that I'm working on. And while doing so, I've come to find that it's a metaphor for my life. You know, when I get behind the wheel, the end goal is not driving, but getting to my destination. So with that in mind, I have to determine how I want to arrive, flustered and frustrated or with a heart of peace and contentment. How I behave on the way there plays a huge part in that decision. In life's journey, how do you want to arrive at your purpose? Overwhelmed? Frustrated and flustered because of how you spent the journey? Or with a heart overflowing with the peace of contentment? from a life spent graciously uplifting yourself and others through empathy, gratitude, and a positive perspective. The choice is always yours. You set the temperature for your life. That's it. That's the story. <laughs> that was the lesson for me then, and it's also a fitting lesson now. It's always a fitting lesson. Compassion is always in vogue. It is always something that is needed. It's always something that is a gift to the recipient and the giver. Compassion is beautiful and we need more of it. We definitely need more of it. We definitely need to prioritize people over things like institutions and our ego, our pride, our fear of looking a certain way and being rejected by others if we support someone else whose need for our support might be life or death. I want to leave you with a slice of scripture from Philippians 2 verses three through 11. And it says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. There's power in your compassion. There's power in you placing others before yourself. There's power in the grace that you show others and God sees it. 
It does not get past him. So I encourage you to be more compassionate, to look for opportunities to be gracious and loving towards each other. And especially when someone's telling you that that's what they need from you, don't ignore it. I'm thankful that Megan has escaped that situation and I know that it's not over, but I'm hopeful that whatever new circumstances that they're creating for themselves be even more blessed, even more great than what they had hoped for with being a part of that institution. I'm thankful for the people that are outside of the institution that came alongside and provided the help that they needed when they needed it, like Tyler Perry, you know. I'm happy for Oprah who could make space to allow them to tell their side of the story. If you are a person who is in need of some compassion, take hope that there are others out there, even if it's not the people that you want to be your support system. There is a support system out there for you, but it takes a level of vulnerability and opening up and understanding that you are not a bad person just because you need help. You are not a broken person. You are just a person. And there are compassionate people like myself and others who want to, who get joy out of seeing you, feeling you, and helping you. So don't be afraid to reach out. Okay, that took a turn, but that's all I have for you today. <laughs> if you're like me, I would love to hear from you. Reach out to me on Instagram, send me a DM, and let's chat. It's at the Alicia Watson, that's A-L-I-C-I-A, if you don't know how to spell it. If you know someone who's like us, please share this episode with them. Please also subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to fine podcasts. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Thanks so much. Okay, bye.